We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Hi, Sister Twain. Hi, Brother Coffee. How are you? You sound so somber. I'm having a shit week. So, really quick, before we get into your shit week, because the listeners really want to hear about it. Uh Uh-huh. They really do. They loved how fucked up you are. I know. Um, We don't know if this is going to be a full episode or a breve. (laughs) We really don't. (laughs) We were like... (laughs) Sister Twain came over to record. We had an idea for an episode. We were talking, and then I just said, this should be the episode. Let's just make this the episode. Let's stop talking right now. Mm-hmm. Let's start recording, recap the last, like, five minutes of this okay. conversation, yeah. and then go from there. So, so so we don't know what's happening. So, okay. So, it all started. Wait, I think we oh. just need to do our regular... You were born of goodly parents. <laughs> no, no. Wait, are you... It's all started with my shit? Or were yeah. you it all started something else? Yeah, yeah. I thought you had a story to tell, like women's work or something. Oh, some women's work. Yeah. Let's do the women's work. Yeah. Also, let me interject. I haven't said this to Brother Coffee yet, but I got some feedback. Was it from Sister Volva? It was not. About how much she hated the episode about <laughs> her favorite drinks. She, you know what she says more than anything? She gets so goddamn frustrated with you that you love being miserable. <sighs> and she's never even met you. Have you even met her? No, we've never met. That's crazy because she was here for like 10 days. She was? When? Uh, November of 18th. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant like recently. Oh, but just well, I now. Guess like... She's here right now. She's in your apartment. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my Cindy, God. Who is that? <laughs> Cindy, where's Sister Valva? Um... Someone should start a Facebook group called People Who Are Frustrated (laughs) With How Miserable Brother Coffee Is. And if I was on Facebook, I would join it. Because guess what, ladies and gents? I'm more frustrated than all of you. So, okay, here's the feedback I got. Okay. Um, Am I emotionally prepared to receive this this feedback? (laughs) I just need you to get in that place. Do you remember that thing that was going around Twitter for a while? (laughs) Where someone said... That before, just to bring everyone up to speed, I'm just avoiding your feedback. Let's get to the speed. Where to bring everyone up to speed, there was a thing going on Twitter. Someone posted it as like a real suggestion. Have we talked about this on this podcast before? I feel like I'm repeating myself. I think so. Okay. Anyway, so brief recap, because I've probably already said this before. Someone posted as a real suggestion that before you like bombard someone with some sort of you know, negative feedback or advice or so criticism. We need to have a serious conversation yeah, you should that say might to be them, hurtful. Are you in, in, in a place where you're emotionally ready to receive right. this feedback? Yeah. And and you sent me a Marco Polo once. Oh, that's true. That's that why said, we talked about that was it. A, um, no, I sent you a text that said, are you in a place where oh, you're emotionally prepared to receive a Marco Polo? Yes, yes. Because you hate Marco Polos. Right. And I thought... Oh my God! It's my ex-husband all over again. He wants to talk about something with, that has to do with with money or or oh God. you know. And, and I was like so nervous because I really thought he wants to talk to me about something that's gonna really <laughs> real? fucking suck. And really, the whole Marco Polo was about like logistics of the <laughs> of the pod. of the podcast. That was it. Like I was like, okay, so let's record this day. We need to do this anyway. I feel like we've told this whole story again. So so I am emotionally prepared to receive this feedback allegedly. <clears throat> Um, 
there is a listener or two, and I don't know how many, that get really frustrated w- with the beginning part where we like, this is our podcast and this is what it's about. They're uh-huh. like, people who are listening to your podcast already fucking know. Maybe do it only once every six episodes. I mean, I see that. Oh, okay. I am holding space for those people. <laughs> but I disagree. because oh, I think, okay. Well, because, I mean, if you are looking at the numbers of our podcast, it's literally growing each week. Oh, so it? so each podcast, there are more listeners than the podcast before. Not like two hundred more Not listeners. Not exponentially, than the, yeah, but but there are there are three dozens of new <laughs> listeners each week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just want people who are just tuning in for the first time. Yeah. Who their friend was like, oh, you should listen to this podcast, and they just like hit play on the first episode. Uh-huh. I want them to have some context. From where we're coming from. Okay. Because I feel like often when someone's like, oh my God, you've got to listen to this podcast. Uh-huh. And then I download it <coughs> and I start listening to an episode and it's too much of like inside jokes and like people being funny. Like after like 10 minutes of that, I'm like, I don't fucking know who any of these people are or what they're talking about. And so I stop listening. So it's an active choice on my part. Okay. But I mean, I, I could hold, be wrong. I hold space for that. Um, gentle listeners, if you are frustrated by it, well, you know, if we get if we get lots of feedback from people who are like, "Praise, Amen," it's frustrating to me too. Then, then maybe we'll we'll stop it. Maybe, but maybe, but uh, until then, let's just keep going. So yeah. this is hot drinks. It's a podcast about just some bu- just a bunch of shit. Oh my god, how miserable we, we are! Talk yeah, about. my styes. My, my dad my de- with Alzheimer's. My depression. We used to be Mormon, and we used to be in a mixed orientation marriage, but not to each other. God, can you imagine if okay. we'd been to each other? Gu- guess what? I said mixed orientation marriage the other day, and I don't remember to who, and they were like, they laughed because they had never heard that before. That was oh, because like, they thought, like, that's an oxymoron. Like, how can you be in a marriage if you're different sexual n- no, orientations? No, they, they knew about my marriage. Oh, okay. To Gary. Um... But they just thought the terminology I was using was funny. Oh. That it, was, it sounded clinical. Well, <laughs> what should we call it? A fucked up shit fucked marriage? Up. I don't know. I don't know. We should come up with a cool name. For mixed orientation marriages? Yeah. That's like more fun and hip? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, um, anyway. Tisha, if you're listening, that's my ex-mixed orientation marriage wife. So. Send your suggestions in. And Gary, if you're listening, we know you're not. <laughs> Um, send your suggestions in. So anyway, you had a funny Some story. Some women's to work. Yes. So women's, my first item of women's work is that a digital listener ate at the restaurant that I am the business operations manager of uh-huh. yesterday and they left their debit card at the restaurant. So they had to come get it today and I got to meet them. Oh, so they ate there when you were not there. Right. Yes. So, typically on Sundays, I unplug completely it's my one day mm-hmm. that i unplug and then on mondays we're closed but i am there on mondays it's like my office day right and so this person reached out to me and said is there any chance you're going to be there i know it's martin luther king but we don't you know we still go on with our lives on those types of holidays and uh i was like i will be here and i am just so thrilled that i got to meet them i got to meet their spouse and um, and I hugged her, and then um, did you have active and enthusiastic consent before you? I, I her? did. Okay, I asked great. her. I said, "Can I hug you?" And right. uh, I didn't hug the husband, right. but I shook his hand, and and he said, "She is your marketing department. <laughs> she tells everyone about your podcast." <laughs> I love that gentle listener. That was so sweet. Um, I would I, like to come up with a name for her right now. Okay. 
I'm going to call it. Call it. Call it her. I'm going to call her the gentle listener. I'm going to call her. <laughs> Do you want me to tell a story while you think? No. Okay. Just go with me on this journey. Okay. I'm going to call her the black swan. The black swan. Yeah. Natalie Portman. That movie fucking rocked. I oh, saw it's it five so times. Good. It's so good. Oh, and the lesbian sex. Someone said it's a perfect movie, and I think it might be. I haven't it, seen it, it enough. It might be. It might be. The last. <laughs> I saw a perfect movie recently. Which was? 1917. Okay. And I was trying to think back to the last time I saw, thought I saw a perfect movie. That came to my head. Okay. And so did Moonlight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, God, yeah. And also. I thought you meant Moonstruck, which oh. <laughs> I was going to say is a perfect is movie. Is a perfect movie. Is a perfect movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Moonlight and Moonstruck. W- w- were you going to say something? Uh, I have two bits of of uh, house housekeeping, women's work. Which is women's work. Were you done with your women's work? I had another item, but you, you go met ahead. Black Swan. Well, I was just going <laughs> to say. Um, so number one, as many gentle listeners know, I don't speak about the podcast in my place of work because. Partially because I work with a lot of Mormons and I don't want them to listen and, and be offended or think that I think weirdly of them or whatever. But partly just because, like, this – I don't want to talk about the things that I talk about this on this podcast at my place of work. Whether it's my depression, my feelings about Mormonism, like, whatever. Like, I just don't want those as subjects of conversation at my place of work. So I don't – I mean, I know there are people that I work with that know about the podcast, but I don't ever talk about it or say to people, like, oh, did you know I have a podcast or whatever. Right. And anytime people have brought it up, I have sort of brushed the question off. But the other day I was working I – I don't know if I told you this, but there's a, there's a girl that I work with who's relatively new, so I don't know her super, super well. And I was working in an area in the business where I was by myself. So there wasn't a lot of other employees around. And she walked up and she said, I just am supposed to let you know that a friend of mine really loves your podcast. Holy <laughs> And I was shit. like, oh my God, thank you. That's so nice. And I was like, you know, I don't really talk about it at work. And she's like, that's why I waited till nobody was around. That's so considerate. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate that's that. So I'm like, it's not that it's a secret, but no. she's like, no, I totally understand. I don't know if she's ever listened, but I just was like, it's a coaster. Of an I, alpaca. Yeah. <laughs> Sister Twain was just wondering what was in my lap. It's a coaster. It was in your crotch, actually. Um, anyway. And I did not touch your penis. No. So anyway, so that was my um, – so yeah, I had that one of those little run-ins where people are like, I enjoy your pod. <laughs> uh, speaking uh, – just going back really quick. I just want – if you're listening to this for the first time, Brother Coffee has a penis. Oh. Sister Twain has a vagina. And there, I just – that's it. Okay. My, Did you know, speaking yeah, of, this uh, came up in my week. Oh, I know what it's going to be. No, you really don't. Oh, I no don't. Idea. Oh, okay. Okay. <gasps> do you know, you know how people say like, oh, I've got a grundle of work to do. Yeah. Have you ever heard people use that expression? Of course. Do you know what the word grundle means? Does it have to do with Harry Potter? It means a twaint. What, what's a twaint? It means a taint. Oh, a taint is not a twaint, but I know what you're saying. <laughs> okay. A someone, grundle? Someone, I, someone said that and, a, and someone I was with was like, oh, don't say that word. Like, it doesn't mean what you think it means. And they're like, what do you mean? It just means like a lot of something. No, if you look up grundle... <laughs> It means your perineum. Your, taint, your perineum. So why? Where did it come know. from? I have no idea. But anyway, Grundle means taint. So I have a taint of work. I have a perineum of work. What does that mean? Like the space between my butthole and my ballsack is full of work to do. <laughs> I don't know. 
shit. Anyway. Anyways, for those of you who have never seen a vagina, <laughs> for for those of us, there's who, not a single person on this podcast for, listening who's never seen a for vagina. For those of us who were born with a female birth assignment, our grundle is between our buttholes and our vulvas. Okay. Thanks. Your buttholes. Ladies have more than one. It's easier that way. Okay. Um, anyway, my other item of women's work. Does anyone give a shit about women's work? Anyway. Uh, we do. My brother, who has great forearms. He's got great forearms. <laughs> who lives in Oregon. Um, his first child, and he's like 30 fucking six and, or seven and, and is just now a parent. And I think that is fantastic. But anyway, uh, just turned one and he texted me to tell me that my parents, who I don't speak to, as right. everyone knows, um, went to visit for my nephew's first birthday. My right. nephew's name Lovely. My nephew's name is I, I think my brother would be okay with me saying is is uh well maybe I won't say. I'll say his name's Boudreau. It's not Boudreau. But Boudreau. anyway. So Boudreau. Uh we're from Louisiana. Um right. and I asked how my dad seems because you know my dad has Alzheimer's. Right. And it has been a year since I've seen him. Um and he said dad seems bad. Oh. And the one thing that I wanted to share was that my brother told me that he picked up my dad at his hotel one of the days they were in town to take him to see 1917. Uh-huh. And he got in the car and my brother had started playing in Agata de Vida, which, as you all know, is 17 minutes long. Right. You didn't know that, though, did I you? I mean, I knew it was long. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, because my our dad raised us on, like, the best of the best of classic rock and um and coupled with that and the idea of going to see this movie or any movie my dad was so excited Mm -hmm. and started to cry and my brother i guess took it as like maybe he just doesn't get out very much anymore obviously he can't go out by himself sure yeah yeah, but just to get out and do something fun and uh I have not been able to shake this like vision of my dad being that happy about going to see a movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's rough. And um I think I'm getting pretty close or past close, way past close that I need to start seeing a therapist about all this. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a mind fuck <sighs> if you went to therapy <laughs> and I still hadn't? Wouldn't that be a trip? Yeah, a tr- it would be trippy, kind of like in a God of the <clears throat> Here's here's the thing, and and I'm going to say this short thing, and then we'll take a break. Okay. Um. Parents are complicated. Goddamn. Because I have a bit of a strained relationship with my mother right now, and your dad is dead, and my dad is dead. Yeah, and I feel like a piece of shit. Every day because of the straining relationship that I have with my mother. Oh, oh, oh. Like I, but I also know, but I also talk to my siblings who don't have as strained of a relationship with, with her as I do. And she continues to do the things that are the things that she does for which I avoid spending time with her uh-huh. because I don't want her to do those things to me. Right. Which are like inviting them to church and, you know, bringing up Jesus and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And... And I don't know what to say to my siblings because because part of me wants to say you need to be you need to draw a strong line you need to say you can't say those kinds of things to me if you say those kinds of things to me I'm not going to spend time with you and blah 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 
But then part of me also knows like that is sort of the strong stance that I have taken and I feel like a piece of shit every day. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard for me to say, do this thing. Yeah. Because I feel like a piece of shit for doing that thing. But I think that both can exist. I really do. I think that you can encourage and preach the the beauty of boundaries mm-hmm. and still have some emotional discomfort. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that that is just part of being human. Great. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. And then we're going to talk about how much being a human sucks. Well, we're, sucks going, balls. we're going to recap the thing that we were riffing about, which has to do with basically just, I mean... Law of attraction, right? Yeah, law of attraction. Okay, let's take a break. Okay. Have you ever thought about how the movie Mulan is like a bisexual love story? Uh, No. Have you seen the movie Mulan? Yeah. Because... The guy, I don't can't remember his name. The one who's like, the let's who's, get down to business. Fucking Don, Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond. He's fucking yeah. Donny Osmond. <laughs> you guys, P.S. In the day. In the day. Donny Osmond could get it. Soldier of Love. Is could that, get was that it. the name of the song? Have you seen him in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat when he has a six pack? Like, like he can get it. I mean. The, the, like he can press his elbow into my larynx. Okay. Anyway. All right. So, no. So. He falls in love with Mulan when she's a boy. Oh, yeah. And then Mulan is like, JK, I'm a girl. And he's like, oh, cool. I like girls better or two or something. But he clearly has yeah. feelings for her when she's a boy. Yeah. Anyway. Why did you write? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's get back to business. To business. And defeat the Huns. And defeat. <laughs> okay. So this is what Sis Twain and I were talking about. So it's a little bit about the law of attraction which we will not recap in depth, but the general idea, ST, is what? Is. Can I call you ST? Oh, for... for Sister Twain. Sexually transmitted. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> uh, my laugh's really annoying, by the way. Um, the law of attraction. Okay. Uh, what you want wants you. Um, uh, no, but that... Let me get even more basic. Um, if you think believe, feel that you're a piece of shit, the universe goes, oh, okay, you're a piece of shit and gives you things to confirm and validate and reinforce that because the law of attraction is a law like gravity. Right. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. What you think and feel and believe about yourself is what the universe will give you more of. If you think about yourself like I am, I'm powerful and I am creating the life I want, the universe will go, okay, cool. Let me reinforce that and give you things that confirm and validate that belief and feeling. Because the universe is not a judge or a jury. Right, right. So it has no... It doesn't. It doesn't see good or bad or worthy or unworthy. Exactly. It just sees like this is what you believe you want and deserve, and so this is what I will give it's you. It's like the universe doesn't have the power. We have the power, right. and the universe facilitates right. what we put out. Right. Okay. Is that pretty basic enough? So or? that's pretty basic. Yeah. So, okay. So we were talking about this because, as you all know, I have some struggles with like self worth and whatever. Blah blah blah. <laughs> We're all we're all so bored of it. Very at this point. minor. Very minor. <laughs> but I really had been trying. I I'm not one for resolutions because I feel like resolutions are setups for failure. But I really have been trying in the new year to like 
take some baby steps. Like I've got some books that I'm reading that are interesting and that are making me think about things in a different way. And I, um, I decided to actually like use the gym membership that I have that I've had for like years and years. I haven't been to the gym for like four years mm-hmm. and I went to the gym on Saturday. Uh-huh. Which gym, by the way? You it's, don't have to say the location, but the brand. Uh, if I, it's a, it's a standalone. Oh, it's a, like a niche boutique. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I was kind of doing these like baby steps. Like I, and part of it was because I had some really, I've had some really emotionally rocky things happen that I don't want to get into specifics about, but some really difficult things have happened in the last couple of weeks. You don't even want to tell them the one thing? Which one thing? No, No, I don't. Oh, okay. Oh, bless your Um, heart. Because I don't want to talk about specifics. Good for you. Having (laughs) boundaries. But I've just had some really challenging emotional things in the last little while. Within a matter of days. Yeah, literally. Within a matter of fucking days. And so I kind of was in a... I I had kind of... I don't want to say it hit rock bottom because nothing like rock bottomy happened. I had just... I was just in a really bad emotional place. And I thought, all right, I got to like pull out of the snow dive or, you know, we're going to hit the ground. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I went to the gym. I had like reached out to some therapists to try to like set up an appointment. All amazing stuff. Kind of over the weekend bravo. when. Thank you. You're welcome. And so then I thought, okay, so I went to the gym on Saturday. Today's Monday. I thought, okay, I'm going to go to the gym again today. I'm going to. Re- continue reaching out to the therapist because I had like done the little online form like hey please connect with us blah 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 so I had done some of those over the weekend when the therapists aren't working so then I thought okay today I'm going to follow up on some of those because some of them have emailed me back and been like yeah we can talk about setting up appointments yeah so that was my plan for today you know I had to go to work and then I was like I'm gonna I'll go to the gym after work I'm gonna reconnect with these therapists I'm going to make this uh, this nut butter that I saw in Bon Appetit that's uh. real healthy. Like, just some, you know, like, baby steps into, like, good things. And then something happened last night that, again, I don't want to talk about. Yeah. But just pulled the rug out from underneath me. Just, like, made it so that all of my energy and focus and stuff today was uh-huh. on that one situation exactly. and was not on going to the gym or was not on reaching out to these therapists or was not on whatever. Uh-huh. I did manage to get my medications refilled. So that was a victory. But so the the question I posed to a friend of mine and then also to Sister Twain when she got here tonight was like, am I doing this to myself? Like, is it the fact that like, I was just starting to get a little bit of traction. And, like, nothing major. I'd literally been to the gym one time and filled out two, like, but, let us know if you if you want some therapy. But to give yourself credit, the fact that those two things happen is major. That's true. For your brother coffee. That's true. Okay. So I had just started to, like, baby, baby, baby step towards, like, maybe doing some things that would be healthy for me. Yeah. And then this thing happened. Right. That has just completely <laughs> derailed me today. Yes. And just pulled the rug out from underneath me. Like, it felt sabotaging. Yeah. And yeah. so I just thought, did I, am I, like, creating this? Like, am I... Are you self-sabotaging? Am I self-sabotaging because I'm so desperate to stay right. unhappy and sad that I do this? And I said that the law of attraction would say... Yeah. You absolutely <laughs> are. Because there are no exceptions. Right. The law of attraction is a law. It's not an idea. It's a theory. Not a theory. Right. Right. It's, 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 it's a law. It's not passing judgment again. 
It's just doing what it is exactly what it set out to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, and then I think we really quickly kind of jumped to, we branched off from talking about law of attraction purely as a, as a concept. And and you talked about a, a friend of yours. Yes. So y- you guys talk about <clears throat> happiness, and what did you say? Right. So I have a friend who had kind of a difficult childhood. You know, has has kind of been in therapy her whole life, and like is working through a lot of her own things. And I messaged her about some of the drama that's going on in my life. These four or five events that have sort of like dropped like bombshells in the last two or three days. And I was like, is this, like, is this life? Like, is this, (laughs) this is what we're all here to do? And I just said, are people, are there really people that are happy? Because I am to happiness as Sister Twain is to monogamy. Like, Sister (laughs) Twain, Sister Twain does not believe that monogamy is real or can exist or does exist. And that is exactly how you feel about happiness. And I don't believe happiness is real or can exist or does exist. I mean, I think I hope that happiness is real. And I guess I look at people who seem to be happy and I'm like, uh Real okay, like happy. That's the thing. Like you wake up in the morning and you're like, "Hey, it's another day," <laughs> and I'm me. Yeah, and I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I messaged this to my friend and I just said, you know, this friend of mine who, like I said, has dealt with a lot of her own trauma and is in, has been in therapy her whole life and is actually like super, super, super smart and knows a lot about these things because she has spent a lifetime learning these skills. And I uh-huh. just said, "Is anyone happy?" And she basically said to me. She was like, I th- she said, I think so, and I hope so. And she said, I think some people learned the tools to be happy when they were children, you know, and you and I did not for whatever reason. Like, you and I, you know, didn't learn those lessons of how to feel safe and how to be happy when we were kids. And so we're trying to relearn those lessons as adults. And and she said, and I think for some people it just comes more naturally. They can They can implement the tools of, like, you know, what to do when bad things happen and how you kind of get yourself back on the track to happiness. And she's like, but I literally can't. She's like, I have to work on it every single day of my life. If I take a day off and just want to be lazy and don't do all of X, Y, and Z, the things that make her happy, whatever, whether it's praying or yoga or meditation (laughs) Uh or writing in your journal or having a gratitude practice or, you know, all those things you hear about on like self-help Instagram accounts of things you should do to be like happier. You know, she said, if I don't do my things, whatever her things are, you know, she's like, I like it all. The wheels fall off. It all falls apart. Right. It can't just sort of like roll on on its own and just be like coasting. Like I actively have to be trying to like put in the hard work to keep myself happy all the time or the wheels fall off. And you were like, well, that just fucking sucks. Yeah, and I was like, well, this is, this is, this, what the, yeah, this, I don't, yeah. <laughs> what is the point? What is the fucking point? Yeah. Yeah. And so, when you said the, the two words, hard work. Yes. And I don't know if she said it or, or you said it, but regardless, that is something, that is a, a label Hard uh-huh. work that I think we all cling, um, really uh, cling to. Yeah, and we use it in our in our conversations and our right. vernacular when we express that there's something that we really want and we're going for it. Right. Right. I hear it more often than in any other situation from married couples. Right. Or about 
married right. couples or couples in relationships. And and this is this is not a podcast about marriage or married couples or monogamy. It's not. Um, <laughs> even though we talk about those even things though we talk all about the time, all the time. But what this is about is that. <clears throat> so I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and I was already kind of bugged by the hard work label that we put on things that we uh, are, are struggling with or there's something that we want and well we've got to put the work in we've got to do the hard work or whatever you know um and so this friend of mine was talking about a married couple she knows who have a really great relationship but it wasn't always great it took some hard work to get there and something clicked in my mind in that moment and I was like, why do we do that? Why do we say hard work? Because it sounds miserable, right? right? Not that there's not anything noble about work or really putting your back into something. Right. However. There are certain kind of jobs that we like. Yeah. Please see episode whatever about <laughs> doing the jobs. About doing the jobs. Um. <clears throat> That I was like, what if we changed that word, that label to instead of hard work to focus? It took a lot of focus for them to get to a good place in their relationship. Right, right. Because, and we'll jump back to the law of attraction. The law of attraction talks about how we try to effort ourselves into getting what we want and that's right. that's that hard work right i'm the king of that and we talked about where 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 the law of attraction says which is the opposite of what is going to get us to where we want to be on a path of least resistance that we have to get in the right focused headspace and feeling space first and then the quote-unquote work or quote-unquote effort just naturally comes we feel we feel compelled to do a b and c we feel compelled to do period it's the last it's the path of least resistance and what does it take for that to happen some focus yeah and what does focus look like it's quiet and it's calm and it's introspective yeah it's authentic and it's really sitting with yourself and honoring yourself. So then we talked about how Mormonism, it's all they teach. And they're the mantra with that picture of Jesus that everyone has in their, uh, on their, uh, what do you call it, over the fireplace? Their mantle? Their mantle next to a topiary <laughs> uh, that says, I never said it would be easy. I only said it would be worth it. And Let, we pat ourselves on the back for feeling miserable. Let's take a break. And then I want to dissect this idea of, I never said it was would be easy. I only said it was worth like a, it. Like a dead frog. I want to dissect I want to cut into it. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to do that anymore, by the way. In biology classes? Yeah, they're doing... Fake frogs now. We did fetal pigs. Anyway. Like, are they doing, like, digital frogs? No. Like, on an iPad? <laughs> and you use, like, the Apple pencil to I dissect mean, the frogs? I mean, you should. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We did break. fetal pigs. Ours was named Tiva. I can't. Don't talk and to me. And we, um, my friend Jessica and I, we, at the, so we had to dissect fetal pigs. <laughs> and then at the, you look so annoyed. And then at the end of the unit on fetal pigs, the final exam was you had to go around the room 
and look at everyone's dissected fetal pigs and there would be like a certain something with an arrow pointing to it and you had to write down what it was. And when, <laughs> when, you, got to, when you got to Jessica and I's fetal pig, it was such a fucking shit show because we were, <laughs> did not know what we were doing. There was like a dried up little hoof sticking out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and Jessica and I were like, that's Tiva. Uh, uh, we fucked Tiva up. Uh, Anyway. Oh, God. Trigger warning. Take Let's a take, a break. take a break. Hey, we're back. Oh, okay. Um, so I name all the segments <laughs> of our show. And I don't even know if you see those names of those segments. Right. I think you... I think you do. I know if you're listening in the, in the Anchor app, you do. Oh, okay. But I don't know, like, if on, on the podcast app or, like, Overcast or Stitcher, you see the name of the segments. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that last segment was called Tea with the Fetal Pig. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And oh my, my phone autocorrected it to Reba the Fetal Pig, <laughs> which made me think of Reba McIntyre and her greatest song, which is... Here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. You are correct. <laughs> you are correct. You guys, if you don't know this song, Fancy by Reva McIntyre, oh, yeah. look it up. Mm, mother and of if, the year. And if you have not seen the video for Fancy by Reva McIntyre, look it up. Because it just used to play on like regular, I mean, it, oh like on like God. regular MTV or oh, whatever. Where was- did country music videos play? On MTV? Where and, did I see that and- video? And on country music television, CMT. Oh, CMT. Yeah. Basically, Fancy is a song about a mother mm-hmm. who sells her daughter to be like a high-class whore. Yeah. So here's your one chance. Yeah. Family. Here's your one chance, Fancy. Don't, don't let don't let, let, let it down. down. Yeah. God damn it. Anyway, go look up that video because it's all about a girl being sold into white sex slavery <laughs> and then like gaining power and influence and then coming back and being like the badass bitch because she has money because she slept with some old white men. <laughs> Anyway, Reba the fetal pig. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk about this idea more. Get another Ricola, Sister Twain. I'm getting it. Ricola. Do you want chance fancy? Don't let me down. <clears throat> um, okay. So I never said it would be easy. <laughs> I only said it would be worth it. Right. That's how they keep you in it. Well, first of all, fuck you, Jesus. <laughs> Second of all, I really want you guys to think. I know... I know not all of our <laughs> listeners are post Mo's. Right. But many of you are. Uh-huh. But think about how many times in the church you were given the message of things that are hard are better uh-huh. than things that are easy. Right. Like, think about the pioneers and how they had to walk across the plains and yeah. we revere them for that hard work. Yep. And put your shoulder to the wheel. Push along. Push along. Yep. Do not shirk. Uh-uh. Don't shirk. No. Nope. Don't shirk, motherfucker. <laughs> I said, do not shirk. <laughs> Um, just this whole idea of like the things that are worth it are hard. Yeah. If it's easy, it's probably not worth it. It's right. probably like, um, mindless. And, and what are they saying? The scriptures like, like idle, idle, like, yeah. your, like your car idling, like you're <laughs> idling. Well, and just think about like how many times as an active member of the church and actmo, you were told that people who had left the church had left the church because they were lazy. Yes! They just didn't want to live up. It's hard to be a Mormon. You oh. got to do all the, you got to read the scriptures. You got to be self-righteous 24-7. You got to sacrifice, sacrifice, You got to sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah. You've got you've to not look at porn. And all those things are hard. 
but so the, but more the, glory unto you. But more glory unto you, and the people who wanted the easy path, uh huh, they left. Right. Like I remember once, I when I was the very end of my tenure as a Mormon, <laughs> I was in a I was in a bishopric. I was the ward clerk, and I remember being in a meeting and talking about there was a there was a member in our ward who had who was no longer attending our ward, and she was attending another church. Like downtown Salt Lake. and Like and, another dom- nomination? Yeah, another denomination. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were talking about this den- denomination. I don't know what church it was, but it sounds like like they would go and like there was like fun activities for the kids and the kids would play PlayStation while the adults went to this like, you know, Bible study group or whatever. And and the people, the members of the bishopric that I was in this meeting with were like, were like, I mean, imagine that. Going to church where you play PlayStation. I mean, I would love that if that was our church. Oh, my God. Like, th- there was this inherent value uh-huh. in our church, the Mormon church, because it was more difficult and it was miserable to go there. Uh-huh. And there was and, – and we were – we we were mocking this woman who went to this church that was like easy and fun and like comfortable. Right. Because why would you ever want to do something that's easy and fun and, and comfortable? comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, I think that idea is hard to break. Oh, for sure. When you grow up with that message all the time that like things that are valuable are 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 require hard work and are difficult. I think that it is that it's not easy to kind of flip that switch and stop believing that. I was talking to someone this very day. This very this day. This very day, the twentieth day of January in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty. Twenty. Um, about how they, when they are on vacation or at home on the weekends, mm-hmm. they feel antsy and want to get back to work. Yeah. On top of that, when they are at home on the weekends, their feelings of inadequacy just rear their ugly head. Right, right. And that they don't feel inadequate when they're working. And I said, well, that's the old Mormon programming. Yeah. Is that you have to be working and contributing to be of value. Right, right. Um, and they were like, well, how do I break that narrative? How do you break that narrative? I mean, I don't think I have figured it out completely, but I do know, like, I used to very much be that way. Like, I was unable, I could not go to bed at night if there were dishes in the sink. Wow. Because I don't even know why. Because that was something my ex-wife and I had decided, like, to do, to, Mm. like, do the dishes in the sink. Uh Like, I was not, I was unable to take naps. I found naps to be very stressful. Wow. And, like, depressing. And, like, I could not take naps. Uh Um, And and I had to actively, like, tell myself it would be okay if I went to bed and the dishes weren't done or if I took a nap. So it took practice? Completely. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to recognize it in the moment and go, oh, this is my norm. Right. I can't go to bed until they do the dishes. But... I don't want to do the dishes. Right. I'm tired. Right. And then you had to have a conversation with yourself. Is it okay? Well, of course it's okay. Right. But I, it makes me feel bad. Why does it make you feel bad? Right. You know, and kind of dissect it. Oh, like Tiva. 
the fetal pic. Oh my god! I can't Here's your you one guys. chance, Tifa. Oh, I can't Don't let me down. You Listen, guys. we did not kill that pig. <laughs> we were just doing what we had to do as ninth grade biology students. Um. So now, what I think is the tricky <sighs> thing for me, and uh-huh. this may be taking this on a whole different path. So tell me if I'm. Oh, we've already been all over the map. So now that because I do think like I had a I had a really good. Um, pair of therapists slash life coaches who helped me kind of navigate that idea of like being okay with doing things just because they felt good or just uh-huh. because they were what what I wanted to do. Amazing. And now I think I am trying to figure out, I feel like the pendulum swung to the other extreme where now I don't want to do anything that is the tiniest bit difficult or uncomfortable uh, yeah. or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And <clears throat> so... So so I only do the thing that feels easiest, mm-hmm. which isn't always the thing that will make me happy. Sure. So now I'm now I'm walking that line of figuring out, well, how do I not force myself to do things that how do I not do that hard work like you said yeah. of like, you know, but how do I also progress as a human and like better myself and, you know, do things that will improve my well-being or my Whatever. Right, right, right. So it, my very first thought is that <clears throat> when we detach from anything, whether it's a relationship, a religion, a job, uh, or, or let's say a type of career or type of job, or I mean, the list could go on. I think that a pendulum swing is completely natural. Yeah, that's true. Um. Just like when I moved to Salt Lake five years ago and I realized every ex-Mormon man just wanted to fuck. Mm-hmm. Because the pendulum swing. When is that pendulum going to swing for me to where I can just fuck a bunch of people? I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I, that's, oh, man. That's, that's a whole other Oprah. <laughs> that's an Oprah Eckhart Tolle episode. So, like, a, <laughs> like a podcast yeah. with a bonus video episode. <laughs> um, anyway. So I think that's very natural and I think that I think that you could actively tell yourself hey it's okay that I had this pendulum swing it's totally normal it's totally yeah. natural I'm a human being I detached from something that was just this way or the highway and I have had a pendulum swing and I'm recognizing it and I recognize that this end of the pendulum swing is not the greatest either, but I, but it has benefited me in this way and this way and this way. Okay. And then just leave it there. I can I like that. Leave it there and then don't, don't make a plan of action. Right. Just kind of sit with it. Right. You know? I think that's the tricky part for me is I'm very much, <clears throat> I'm, I am a very much plan of action type of person. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I always want to know like, what are the next steps? What, am, what should I be oh doing? My God. What's, where's the spreadsheet? Yeah. You know, can there be a V lookup built into this Excel document <laughs> to, you know, right. I want a plan. And uh-huh. so it's very hard for me to kind of lean into the unknown, as our friend Elsa says did, in Frozen 2. Did, into the unknown. Does she? Anyway, oh, she does. She does? Oh, okay. Um, my, it, it, I have that exact struggle um, in a different way. But it just presents itself in a different way, which is as, okay, with the Mormon programming that we're talking about, the Mm -hmm. hard work, the 
nothing. Don't shirk, you motherfuckers. Uh, right. I never said it'd be easy. I only said it'd be worth it. Which, that should be a t-shirt. Don't shirk, you motherfuckers. <laughs> With just a wheel. Just a wagon wheel. Let, I said, let no one shirk, motherfuckers. Um, uh, and then, so I have that programming that's not all the way undone. Right. And now I'm a single mom. Right. Who also works full time. Right. Multiple jobs. Right. And so I think that I am, my pendulum is just kind of swinging back and forth. Right. Because as a single mom who works full time. <laughs> yeah. There always is something you should be doing. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Which, like there's no, there's not actually downtime afforded to you of like, right. oh yeah, just take an afternoon off. Which is why when I do have downtime, mm-hmm. I don't know how to shut my brain off to say, read a book right or to start a new series that's that one is a little bit easier for me to do uh i recently just started fossey verdon highly recommend it oh, yeah, it's I on hulu um but it, i there have been so many series that i know are good that i've right. liked the two or three episodes i've watched <coughs> but but then i stop because i feel like if i'm sitting down watching a tv show I should be filing the 2020 taxes. Uh, or folding the laundry. Right. Uh, da, 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 you know. Right. So, yeah. So, that's how it presents itself in my life. Um, let's take a break. Let's take a break. And then and then maybe we'll wrap. And then let's come back with a karaoke of Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Oh, please, God. Let's please, count. God, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> break. Aren't you glad you guys listen to this, like, funny <laughs> podcast? You guys, you're like, oh, my God, you should totally listen to this podcast they listen to. It's called Hot Drinks. It's so funny. It's these two people talking about how depressed they are and how fucked up their lives are. White people. Two white people. Who were just... Maybe people didn't know we were white. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know where okay. to go with that. So we've talked about some fucked up shit. Uh-huh. We've talked about Reva McIntyre selling your daughter into sex slavery. <laughs> We've talked about a poor little piglet named Tiva uh, who was cut up by some blunt exacto knives by two ninth graders in high school. Uh, uh, and we did a shitty job, Jessica. Uh, um, Jessica. I don't blame Jessica. I want to be clear. Okay. We both fucked it up. I am glad you. No, it was not Jessica's fault at all. That. So we, we've <clears throat> talked about some fucked up shit. Right. So what we've really talked about are like, you may have the same programming of like that the only things that are worth it are hard and you have to you have to effort your way into happiness or into the things you want or if we you know if we want if i want a better job or if we want to move into a bigger house i have to sit down and make the list and the bullet points and blah 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 and make yeah. the plan yeah yeah exactly is that true sister twain and so so we talked about how that's <laughs> so we talked about that and we talked about how uh, that according to, you know, the stuff that we talk about as far as law of attraction, excuse me, they say that when you're efforting, efforting, desperately efforting from a place of not really 
being aligned with the with the thing and mm-hmm. the belief of 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 being worthy of the thing that you want um that you may get there but it's not the path of least resistance right um and so i there have actually been studies done that i'm just going to qualify under studies i'm not going to actually cite any sources <laughs> so this could completely be fake but i'm going to go with it there have been studies done that have shown like if you like go to the gym or whatever and you do it and it's and you're stressed while you're there like going there is a stressful anxiety inducing experience for you that that anxiety and those stress hormones in your system actually negate some of the hard work that you're doing while you're there to Mm -hmm. like build up your cardiovascular strength Uh, or lose weight or whatever yeah so there's this idea of like when we're forcing ourselves to do things because they're good for us right that that because there is stress and kind of anger in our system that it negates some of those that work and so my proposal is to change the label of hard work to focus. I, you know, I have a better relationship with my husband, but it took a lot of hard work. God, that right. sounds fucking terrible. Yeah, it sounds depressing. I have a better relationship with my spouse, but it took some focus that is just like a billion times better to me. And so, you know, and I think about that and I think about how we we have that programmed into us, right? That I'm not worthy of just sitting on the couch and doing nothing. Right. Or you may sit on the couch and do nothing and you feel like a piece of shit while you do it. Right. Right. Um, because we feel like we have to be up and doing and there are things that be, need, need to be done. And our house could be completely clean and we'll go, oh, but there are so many things that we I'm could I'm going to wipe down doing. the baseboards. Right, or whatever. Look at your baseboards right now, you guys. <laughs> they look like shit. Please don't, please don't they look, look like shit. <laughs> you might have vacuumed today and loaded the dishwasher, <laughs> but the baseboards look like shit. And you better pause this podcast. <laughs> You better get a microfiber cloth and some method cleaning spray. I was going to say a, a toothbrush. And you better go and scrub those baseboards because they look like shit. And if someone shows – what if the Relief Society president shows up? You are going to be fucking embarrassed. Anyways, so with reprogramming that thinking or anything else, like a friend of mine, the friend of mine I talked about who has these, these incredible feelings of inadequacy when they are not at their job. Uh-huh. Um, uh, or my friend who is struggling to not yell at their children. Right. It's just this programming that this person was brought up with is right. parents just scream, you know, how do you deprogram from that? You have first have to realize it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen just because you decide you want to stop right, doing it. Right, right, right. Right. Deprogramming or reprogramming takes some time that for me is a big part of it because like i will say i'm gonna work on eating healthier for example Mm -hmm. which is not something i've been trying to do lately at all Uh uh as evidenced by the crumble cookie box on my counter (laughs) but i will say i'm gonna work on eating healthier and so i'll get up and i'll have like a good a healthy breakfast and then i'll have a healthy lunch and then someone will bring donuts to work and then i'll eat a donut and then i'll be like well fuck it all i ate a donut i'm having nachos for dinner and a bowl of cereal and then some string cheese and then a peanut butter sandwich and then another bowl of cereal and then some ice cream and then some vodka i mean i've been having vodka all along but (laughs) 
you know what I mean? It's like you I, you do you mess up one time and you're like, well, fuck it, this right. isn't even worth it. Why am I doing this? Yeah. So you can clump that all together with everything I'm saying, like that belief that if we mess up once, that that all or nothing belief, right? Which is also very Mormon. Which is kind of the umbrella over everything that we are talking about, kind of. But the point is, and I said this to my friend today who talked about the feelings of inadequacy, just consuming them. Mm-hmm is that it took practice and repetition for you to be programmed to that thinking in the first place. Right. So it's going to take practice and repetition to reprogram right. into something else. Right. Or deprogram out of the thing that yeah. you don't want to do anymore. So the first thing that my friend, and I'm sure... A lot of us, you for one, because we're talking about your awareness of where Mm -hmm. you're at, is that they're aware. The the awareness is the first step. And then the next part is going, oh, I did that thing again. I'm not going to beat myself up for it. Let's say it's eating the donut. I'm not going to beat myself up for it because this reprogramming thing takes some time. Yeah. So it'll probably happen again and I'll catch myself and go, oh, I, I did again. But I'm catching myself in the moment, and that's part of the new practice. Yeah. Trying a new practice. I got to the point, I screamed at my children chronically when they were little. Right. To to an abusive point. Right. And it slowly morphed, but what happened was I got, when I got so sick and tired of how I felt when I yelled at them. I, after so many years, I would stop in the moment and go, guys, I'm really sorry. I hate myself when I yell and I hate how it makes everyone else feel. Right. And then after you apologize so many times... You realize as soon as you start screaming, at some point, you realize as soon as you start screaming, I'm just going to end up apologizing for this. Right. So you don't even scream at all. I mean, yeah. that's how it happened for me. Right. And then I, I would just stop in the moment before even the first syllable of the scream would come out of my mouth and I'd just leave the room. Right. Or what have you. And then the pendulum swung from constant screaming and micromanaging to exactly the opposite of that. Right. Which was... I don't fucking care. Do whatever you want. detachment. Oh, right. Um, and now I have kind of found a happy medium. It's taken me... I mean, my oldest child is 21. Right. It's taken me 21 years. She was probably... My oldest child was probably more like 18, 19 when I feel like I really found it. Right. Where And the, the, the place that I found was, oh, wow, I, 10 years ago, I would have screamed until the capillaries burst in my face. Uh Uh-huh. And now I'm just sitting here listening. With styes in your eyes. Oh, well, you brought that up. (laughs) You said capillaries in your face. Oh! It just made me think of styes in in your eyes. Capillaries in my eyes. I mean, I don't know. I just thought, (laughs) now you're not actively exploding capillaries in your own face. You're just passively having infections (laughs) settle into your eyelids and burrow into your eye eye bits. So I hope it doesn't sound 
depressing or disconcerting that it took me years to deprogram that one thing. Right. But, but, but what was awesome about it is that it wasn't about a destination for me. It was about noticing that. In the moment. You know, every few weeks, every few months, oh, I'm a little better than I was. Yeah. Oh, I'm even a little better now than I was. It was just, I really watched my whole journey. Right. And in and appreciated the improvement. And I think teaching yourself to see those improvements mm-hmm. is also That's... a journey in and of itself. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? Because I feel like in many ways I'm in a better place. I mean, sh- this will come as a shock to those of you listening to this podcast. But I feel like in many ways I'm in a better place mentally now than I was like two or three years ago. But it's hard for me to recognize the, the I don't want to say improvements, but the, the changes that I've made. I feel like I'm in a place now where I'm maybe at the other end of a, of a certain pendulum swing about my own life or whatever anyway, blah, blah, blah. But that I now need to work my way back to like a happy middle where I can have both, where I can have opposing things within my life and be okay with both of them Mm -hmm. instead of like clinging to one extreme or clinging to the other extreme. Anyway, I'm not making any sense. But the point is even the little improvements are difficult to learn how to do and to recognize. And to to recognize and appreciate. Yeah. 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 And then we can get into how so many of us don't know how to be kind to ourselves right. and have kind conversations with ourselves. Right. You know, so that's for you and your therapist, gentle <laughs> listeners. I, which, I was going to call today. I was going to call a therapist today. <laughs> Every, and then the wheels fell everybody's off. Everybody's going to want to know what happened that made the wheels fall off. It's but fine. That's okay. I don't want to talk fine. about it. I know you don't. Um. So... Okay. Well, that's that's hot drinks. So we basically just had like a in the moment therapy session. Well, I mean, was it? Is that what it was? I mean, a little bit. I guess. I feel like it was kind of therapeutic. I feel like I learned some things. Uh, I was gonna say we had like an in the moment, like we're having a really a great conversation. Let's just record it. That's true. Yeah. I I do want to ask this of the gentle listeners. We've been on a little. We've been on a little bit of a journey in 2020. <laughs> you know, we've done some sharing time episodes where you talked about kind of a difficult thing that you went through in your life. Yeah. We had this episode that really was just us, like you said, having a conversation. And 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 that's not to say that, like, we're never going to do a top five again or we're never going to have a guest again. Like, all those things are still on the table. Yeah. We just, this is sort of how things have played out this year. But I'm curious to know what you think. Are you like, this fucking sucks? Go back to your top fives. Are you like, this has been interesting? Do you love the mix? You want to see a little bit of e- of everything? Like, I, I'm genuinely curious. So, you know, send us a message on, like, Instagram. Or cool. you can send us a, an email at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. Yeah. So, anyway. And we'll, I'm sure, we have some, we have some fabulous guests that we will be lining up very soon. Mm-hmm. And we will... Have some top fives, I'm sure, because we love a good top five. Oh, yeah. I had proposed for tonight <coughs> top five reasons that Sister Twain voted for uh, Sarah Palin and John McCain. God damn it. And Sister Twain did not want to talk about that. Uh, hey guys, Sarah Palin. Sister Twain stood in a voting booth and was uh, like, Palin, push that button. 
yeah. anyway. Yeah, but we also, so many of us listening, used to raise our ar- right arm to the square That's true. and sustain pedophiles. That's true. To, or we would know. wave that handkerchief <laughs> to God and uh. the Lamb. Hosanna. <laughs> anyway, the joyless, creepy Hosanna <laughs> shout. Anyway, God. so this has been Hot Drinks for your belly. Yes, Sister Twain, Sister Latter-day Twain, Brother Jack Coffee. You can follow us on Instagram at Hot Drinks. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Hot Drinks. Yeah. You can uh, email us at Hot Drinks for the Belly at gmail.com. And you can um, like our Patreon. Oh, yeah. We have some tiers. We have you some tiers. You get some things. Yeah. This this month, our highest tier received a tarot reading from us. Yes, that yes. was fun. That was really fun. That was fun for them. Yeah. And maybe for us. <laughs> um, and And they will soon get a newsletter once we get our shit together and a vlog. <laughs> Once we also get our shit together on that. So if you want to possibly receive some of those things, you can go support us on Patreon. And don't look for us on the app because it's garbage. Yeah. Just go to the browser, your mobile browser, uh, Go whatever. open up your internet www.patreon.com slash hot drinks. Did you say www to make fun of me? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, because people make fun of me because I say the WWWs. Because no and, one writes well, those. I, I want you guys to go to HTTP colon <laughs> forward slash <laughs> forward slash www.patreon.com slash hot drinks. When the internet was new, my dad would go www.www.www. And then he'd say the thing. Was he like making a dad joke? Yeah. Oh, bless his heart. I know. Um. All right. Well, this has been a real depressing episode of Hot Drinks. <laughs> So, uh, don't forget to drink your drinks. We we don't have like a funny sign out. No, we don't. Sometimes we say in the name of CJ and Christ. Oh, do we? We've said that a few times. Oh, okay. Our Lord and Savior, Lord of hosts, Lord of Israel. <laughs> well, that, let's not go there. Amen. Amen. Goodbye. Let's go.